Welcome back to Maximum Sports. This is your host, Max Patillo. We are back to talk football once again. What a Super Bowl it was. Um, it was such a fun game. So much going on. I mean, Miami. I don't know. You can't really beat Miami. It's just everything was so beautiful and uh just the, the pageantry of the Super Bowl. It's just, it's the biggest event uh, in the world, I think. And I mean, especially here in America, obviously. And it it really is just a, kind of the end of the year celebration, it seems. It seems like it's bigger than New Year's. And, it, you know, all the commercials and their, you know, commercials are kind of going over what, what happened in the in the year. And it's just uh really fun to to watch all that and I hope you all enjoyed it. And the game turned out um to really favor what we talked about the week before. I think I I was pretty pleased with the outcome based on a lot of our predictions and and we can go back and you guys can listen to that last episode and and I think a lot of what we said um ended up coming true, which was uh, pretty fascinating to see it unfold that way. But for a while there, uh, it, 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 the first part of the game, I mean, first half, it, it really didn't seem like uh, that was going to be the case. And it, it really turned around and kind of for the reasons we said. Um, so we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into a lot of what this means in the NFL going forward. We're going to talk about what the game kind of meant for some other teams around the league. And so we will start with, uh, I talked a lot about the Niners pass rush. And they are dominant. Those guys, they beat their man, it seemed, pretty much on every snap. They're going to beat man-to-man blocking. I mean, Double teams, who are you going to double team, you know? It, these guys, they come off the ball so strong. Bosa, bull rush, quickness, whatever, he's coming. But I thought the difference in the game was Mahomes' mobility, his ability to escape. And I thought, especially at the end of the game, that Niners pass rush wore down a little bit. And that tends to happen. I mean, they they were chasing him around all game, and there's no, it's no coincidence that the Chiefs scored twenty one points in the pretty much the fourth quarter. You know that that pass rush can only go for so long, and I saw them get tired in a lot of different games throughout the season, and I mean you got to be able to bring it for sixty minutes straight, and. They they were they were getting good pressure on Mahomes, but their their rush lanes they weren't very disciplined, and that tends to happen when you don't close that pocket up. Um, Armstead, uh, Solomon Thomas, and DeForest Buckner are incredible talents, and they look like trees out there. They're so tall and lanky, but. They they're they're not very nimble. They're not like an Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's the perfect 
pass rusher in my mind. He's got it all. But it's his ability to close down the pocket from the middle. And Armstead and Buckner are kind of guys that get out of their rush lanes. They're not going to close down that middle. And it just allows the quarterback to step up and anyone with any mobility can really move and get out of get out of harm's way and escape. And that was really the difference in the game. And, um, you know, the Niners defensive backs, I mean, they had to give so much cushion uh, because they didn't have the speed to really match Kansas City's wide receivers. And, I mean, pretty much no team does. Uh, so they had to play so far back. And so in the beginning of the game especially, I mean, Mahomes was, they were just hitting guys on on just just the stop routes. They would just come and a little comeback, and, and that was, they had so much cushion. They just could not get beat over the top, which was a smart move. And Mahomes threw a couple bad picks. <clears throat> I think he got confused a little by some of those zones. And uh, Robert Sala's defense with the, I mean, Pete Carroll concepts basically all the the zone coverage the those um those if you find those gaps in the zone that's where you can pick apart that defense and and that's what Mahomes ended up doing and then he ended up escaping and and being able to hit some bigger plays too downfield <clears throat> but you know we talk all year about the different weight of these positions uh, on the football field. And, I mean, you look at this game as perfect example. The Niners, you know, they had the better defense by far, pretty much. They had the better run game. They had the better offensive line. Um, but the Chiefs, they had the better quarterback. And it offset everything. That's the power of that position. That's the weight that it carries. Um, you know, Garoppolo, he wasn't awful by any means. I mean, I was actually surprised some of the plays he was able to make. Uh, but like we've always said, you know, since the moment he got paid, I mean, he he's not special. You know, he, he falls into that <clears throat> Dak Prescott, um, Dak, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, um, you know, Jared Goff type. He reminds me a lot of Jared Goff. I mean, I, I actually think that Jared Goff actually has a a lot better arm. He's a better arm talent than Garoppolo. But to me, that those guys are almost the same. And all those guys are kind of not really mobile quarterbacks. They're not going to escape pressure. And I thought that once, obviously, when Garoppolo got behind in the game, I mean, um, they they were going to make him throw. And, you know, he, it's a little different when you have to throw more than eight passes in a game and the pressure's on you. And, I mean, whenever the Chiefs blitzed, they gave him a little bit of pressure. I mean, he, he didn't see it coming, and he couldn't handle it. And he couldn't escape it. And that, I mean, if there's any example, you got to have a mobile quarterback now. You really do. And we're going to get into uh, 
talk about Aaron Rodgers a little more too because th- these are all signals uh, of what, what these games meant. And, I mean, you, you saw Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago against the same Niners defense. And Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be the best quarterback in the NFL, according to a lot of people. Uh, but if you watch this game, you see Patrick Mahomes, who's still on his rookie contract, and he's only in his third year, second year starting. And you can see the difference of talent and ability and and what that means for, for the Packers quarterback. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but, you know, one of the quarterbacks was is in his sixth season. One of the, one was in his third season. Uh, one is making twenty seven million a year, and one is making. Uh, I think Mahomes is making a rookie contract deal. He's a first round pick, so he's probably. I think he's making around, maybe five to seven million or something. Either way, Garoppolo is making a ton more money than. Ben Patrick Mahomes and you know the the Niners paid when you pay that much and you pay top market value which is what it was when Garoppolo got paid you, you are paying for special or at least you should be you should be paying for a Mahomes you should be paying for uh, Russell Wilson you should be paying for you know a Drew Brees you have to be paying for special if you're going to pay that much money. Otherwise, why don't you just go out and and keep drafting a guy until you find it? What What's the difference? Look at all these teams that are just able to keep changing quarterbacks. All these rookie quarterbacks are working just fine. And it's because they're cheap. And you can pay tons of other positions. And... You've got to find special. You can't pay top value for a game manager who needs everything to go right for them to win the game. Things broke down for the Niners a little bit defensively. Garoppolo, you have to be able to overcome that. I mean, this is the Super Bowl. You, you know, if you if you've got to throw 40 times like Mahomes had to, you need to be able to do that. I don't, and you've been paid to do that, and that's the whole key. And so, you know, we'll talk about this all off season. We're gonna organize the off season, and we're gonna we're gonna basically play GM and and make tons of moves and all all that. But this is the foundation for paying the quarterback or not to. I think there's really only a maybe less than a handful of guys that really should be paid that way. And if you're allocating that much cap space to that one position, uh, you better be special and it better be able to be the difference in a game. And I don't think Garoppolo is that. And so, um, I mean, do you really think Garoppolo can carry a team that doesn't have all the weapons and defense that he has now? I mean, that's what we're asking about Dak. All the weapons Dak has, the offensive line he has, all those pieces around him, still not good. 
Now, I mean, Garoppolo did make the Super Bowl. It was an incredible season. Uh, can't be can't be downplayed. It was a successful season for the Niners, no question. But 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 right now is when it gets hard for the Niners and for the Chiefs. Everything changes now because this is when you have the two parts of of human nature, and you know it's a it's how it's not about your championships it's about how you bounce back from adversity uh i mean this is where this era of the niners begins it you know i hope it's not like their last one you know when they played in the super bowl in 2012 and they lost and they crumbled they never bounced back and they went into irrelevance for about a seven year stretch and so you know, I mean, probability says, uh, you know, these two teams won't make it back to the Super Bowl next year. That's just the numbers just bear that out. And and actually, the numbers say that one of the two teams won't make even make the playoffs. And so, you know, we'll be we'll be watching closely this this test of human nature and how you handle success and how you handle failure. And that's going to be the challenge for these two teams going forward. And I'm already, I listened to, I mean, you can't blame, it, it's, it's human nature. We would all probably do it. Um, then the Chiefs, I mean, they're throwing, they're talking dynasty. They think they're going to win every Super Bowl now. They don't think their roster is going to change drastically like it has for everyone else in the history of all the NFL. They think they're different. And that's human nature. We all we all see the the world through our own eyes. And and it's only our perspective. So people tend to feel that the world revolves around them. And they think they're different or they're special. And the Chiefs are the same way. They're the same way as um, the Eagles were when they won it. They're the same way the Seahawks teams were when they won it. Uh, and they get, it's it's natural to get full of yourself and to think you're going to do it every year. But now you're going to go into every game with the target on your back next year, you're going to be hunted. You're not going to be the hunters anymore. You're going to be the hunted team. And it's a very different perspective. And I would be shocked if everyone on that team goes into this offseason and maybe celebrates a little too long. Do you think they're going to work harder this offseason or do you think they worked harder last offseason? The offseason after they won the Super Bowl, do you think they're going to work even harder? Or would you bet that they celebrate for a long time and probably come into training camp a little behind or a little out of shape? And then you look at the rosters. I mean, these teams, the Niners for the last six or seven years, 
they've been picking in the top five of the draft. And now they're going to pick 31st in the first round. You know the difference between the top five picks in the NFL draft and the bottom of every round is vastly different. And the Chiefs, you're going to be picking 32nd. Your scouting is going to be have to be that much better. Every single person in that organization is going to have to be that much better. <clears throat> and you're going to lose coaches and you're going to lose players. Because every person on the Chiefs is going to think he should be top paid just because he was on a Super Bowl team. Even your backups are going to think they should be paid like champions. And they're going to leave. You're going to lose a ton of players. And eventually they're going to have to pay Mahomes. I don't know if it'll be this offseason or the next, but Mahomes is going to get outlandish money, and he should. He's one of those guys that should, I believe. you got to keep him. But that means less, less pie, less slices of the pie for everyone else. The Niners, it's the same thing. This was only the second year under that cap for Garoppolo. And that cap is going to just hang on them year after year. And it's going to dwindle down your talent slowly. And the Niners, I compare them to the Rams. They, they look so much like the Rams last year. Everyone thought McVay was a genius. They thought Shanahan was a genius. And I think they're great coaches. There's no question. But how do you get your team from letting down? Because just like human nature, like we say, uh, they worked so incredibly hard to get to this point in February. And to come up 60 minutes short is brutal. And and it, it's uh it's hard to overcome that and the rams they really let down you know they they wore down you had to play more games to get to this point takes its toll and it's hard to come back and say okay let's do it again it's really hard to be that team that has enough willpower to overcome adversity and that's why like um one of my most impressive teams that I've seen in the past decade was that 2014 to 15 Seahawks team that they lost in the Super Bowl in one of the worst, probably the worst way we've ever seen in sports. They lost at the one yard line with their great quarterback throwing an interception. And everyone just thought the Seahawks would probably crumble mentally from that and probably every other team in the NFL would have but they still had a great season the following year they still made the playoffs they were still a success and they still won a playoff game they don't, and they you know were a couple games away from another Super Bowl they bounced back and Russell Wilson has continued to bounce back and and uh to me that's almost more impressive than, I mean, they made it to two Super Bowls in a row, which is incredible in itself, but to overcome adversity is when I really find out what you're all about. And that's one of the things I love about Mahomes 
in this game, that's all you needed to see. It was the biggest moment. And he was down 20 to 10. And Mahomes, I mean, it's only his second year starting. It looked like the moment was too big for him in the first half. He was kind of making some weird throws. He he was rattled. But that's a great defense he's facing. But all you need to see is how he overcame that in the second half. And he kept fighting. He kept being positive. He was pumping up his teammates, even though they were down. And he bounced back. And that's, that is the sign of a great champion. And I mean... Mahomes, there's a new king in the NFL now, and it's Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think there's any question he's the best quarterback in the league right now. It's it's a close margin between him and Russell, but Mahomes is doing it. Mahomes has the edge of the results, and Mahomes has won the championship, Super Bowl MVP, you can't argue with the results. And so while I think Russell would probably be able to do it on Mahomes on the Chiefs as well, that's beside the point because Mahomes, he's doing it. And so those two guys, the crown is on Mahomes' head right now. And how he handles that going forward, we'll watch closely. Um, We'll watch closely how the Niners handle this defeat going forward. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan, the Niners head coach, is taking a lot of blame um, for not running the ball enough. Uh, they were averaging six yards a carry against a pretty average uh, Chiefs defense. And, I mean, we see it time and time again, especially from young coaches, inexperienced coaches. He overthought the game and... I mean, we said that would happen. We said he was more likely to overthink things than Andy Reid was. Andy Reid has a lot of experience. Last year, Sean McVay, not very much experience, overthought the game plan. They didn't stick to who they were. And Shanahan tried to get a little too cute, tried to do a lot more play actions, made Garoppolo throw a lot more, and he wasn't up for that. And I hear a lot of media guys out there, uh, they were talking about <clears throat> how the game came down to one or two plays, and a lot of that's because they're trying to cover themselves on their predictions, and they don't want to make it seem like they were actually 11 points wrong, because the Chiefs actually ended up blowing out the Niners. So they're the people who picked the Niners to win, they're reeling a little bit, because they actually w- were 11 points off. And so... You know, those people are the ones who are going to say, well, if George Kittle wasn't called for pass interference before the half and Garoppolo hits that play to Sanders on that deep ball, then it would have been a totally different game. But, I mean, that's, you know, that's a joke. I mean, because, you know, Garoppolo hits that pass to Kittle and they don't call pass interference. There was seven seconds left. They kick a field goal. That's three points. Okay. Garoppolo hits Sanders on that deep ball, makes actually an accurate pass to a wide open guy. That's that's probably a touchdown. Okay. Well, that's 10 points. But you lost by 11. So, it's still the same game. 
So I don't want to hear it came down to one or two plays. I mean, we know, everyone listening, everyone who consistently listens to this show, you are part of the Maximum Sports uh, philosophy. And we all know that we watch the game from a holistic perspective, don't we? We know over the course of 60-minute games that anything can happen on any play. A touchdown can be scored literally on any play, any single play. So we know that the Niners had every opportunity to win the game throughout 60 minutes. And they had just as much time as the Chiefs had to win it. These two teams are out there the whole game, whether you're on defense or offense, you're out there and you have a chance to make a play throughout 60 minutes. I don't want to hear that any games come down to one or two plays. I know it can seem like that, but that's not the reality. Jimmy Garoppolo could have hit a deep ball on any one of those plays. Or he could have handed it off and they could have scored on any one of their running plays. It doesn't come down to one or two plays. It's just, that's not football. That's that's certain media trying to cover themselves for their missed pick. And when you miss on the Super Bowl, <laughs> I missed a lot of games this year. I missed a lot of predictions. And there's a lot of games to pick. But when you miss the Super Bowl, there's just one game. And we know more about those teams than anybody. So if you miss on it, which a lot of media did, whoever picked the Niners, uh, he's going to reel from that for a while. And especially we look back on this game for a while throughout the offseason. So I was very happy that we at Maximum Sports were able to pick this game correctly. Um, so the people listening to those shows should come listen to this one. Um, that would be great. But uh, so... We talked kind of about last week. We kind of told the Packer fans that, hey, um, based on Aaron Rodgers' performance against the Niners twice this year, um, you better hope that Mahomes doesn't dice up the Niners' defense and make them look silly at times. And unfortunately for Packers fans, that's what happened. And it wasn't just Mahomes. I mean, Russell Wilson diced them up this year, too. He was just fine out there. Kyler Murray was fine. Lamar Jackson was fine. We talked about mobile quarterbacks. That was That's what gives the Niners trouble. Mahomes, I mean, he put up, he put up like 21 points in like seven minutes. And I'm sorry, but Aaron Rodgers... He really looked like he didn't belong in the NFL. He, he didn't even compete at all against the Niners defense in two different games. And one of them was to go to the Super Bowl. And that's a sign. That's a bad sign going forward. Because these pass rushers around the league, they're only going to get better and better and faster and faster. And the offensive lines are going to get worse and worse. And we're going to dive in in future episodes. We're going to dive into what's happening in football around the country, from Little League football all the way in. It's becoming almost like flag football. Everyone wants to be either a pass rusher, 
wide receiver. No one wants to get hit. No one wants to be an offensive lineman. And the offensive lines are going to get worse and worse as time goes on. And the pass rushers are going to get faster and faster. And better and better. And that imbalance is going to be... If you are not a mobile quarterback, and I'm not... You got to be able to really move to get away from these <clears throat> pass rushers. And if you can't do that, you're going to be a sitting duck. And the days of the pocket guy, there's not going to be any more pockets because the, the linemen aren't good enough to do it. They're just not. They're not talented enough. No one is honing the art of offensive line blocking anymore. You might have one or two stud linemen every draft that come out, maybe. You know, in the 90s, early 2000s, you, you probably had seven, seven to ten solid, great offensive linemen that came out in the draft. And even that wasn't a high number. But now I, I'll bet you're only going to have one or two that to choose from. So if you're one of those teams that gets that guy, that's awesome. But you're most likely not going to have a lot of them. <clears throat> you have got to be able to move around as a quarterback. You can't be a Garoppolo. You can't be a Goff. You can't be a, even Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. These guys are going to get eaten alive as time goes on. Because they're just sitting back there. And I don't care how well you dissect a play and know where to go with the ball and you can get it out that quick. You're not going to be able to do that consistently over the course of, of a game. And so when you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's getting older. He was not competitive against this Niners defense who all year was probably one of the best defenses in the league. But... They're not an elite defense by any stretch, especially compared to the past, you know, past defenses. They're not just going to shut everyone down. I mean, probably the last elite defense we really saw was Jacksonville a few years ago, where they were going to shut down everyone they played pretty much no matter what. And it didn't matter who they played, really. But this Niners team against certain teams got lit up and but again but I mean Aaron Rodgers I mean he made them look like they were all gods out there and that's a concern for Packers fans I mean Aaron Rodgers getting paid more than ever and he's an icon there and you've got to put emotion aside and really think about what's your best options you know and I'm really excited for this offseason. I hope you guys are too. We're going to go forward and we're really going to break down the offseason. I think this is almost it's it's almost as fun as the regular season. <coughs> um we're going to we're going to come out with new quarterback rankings next week. That can be a good template for us with the most important position. But we're going to organize the offseason. We're going to look at key dates. Uh, there's going to be free agency. There's going to be franchise tagging going on. We're going to see the structure of how teams are built 
and we can have this whole off season together and go into next year with just an incredible understanding of who is who in the NFL and we're going to dive deep on each team you know from from the worst team which was the Bengals all the way to the Chiefs in the draft order we're basically going to go to go by draft order and we're going to break down every team every episode and, and what they should do and the moves they should make and we're going to kind of find out we're going to play GM a little bit and we're going to find out um pretty much i mean my whole hypothesis in this whole show is pretty much that fans know more we know more than the owners do <laughs> and that, as crazy as that sounds i i think it's actually true and i think fans don't necessarily know more than real gms although i think we do than some of them I don't think we know more than coaches, and I don't think we probably know that more, more than guys that played the game. But what's really the difference between a fan, an average fan, and an owner? Well, it's just a couple billion dollars probably. But those guys, they're just, they were just fans too. And in the end, it's the owners who are making these decisions, at least on a lot of the teams. It's the great teams are run by football people and the crappy teams perennially bad are run by their owners. And unfortunately that's a lot of the league. And when we started the show, this is what it was about. This is for the fans to take ownership of what should be happening on their teams. And we're going to provide the template of what they should be doing and either they're going to follow it or they're going to go a different direction. And then we'll see how they turn out after those decisions. And I'm not saying we're going to be right about everything. But based on our philosophies that we've developed, we're going to put them to the test. And we're going to see who's right. And who knows football more? I mean, I think the fans have a better shot than some of these owners based on what I've seen. Some of these owners, they get too emotional, they've got certain biases, they want to be right, they've got egos, and their decision making for a lot of these teams, the, the Niners were 4-12 and last year, and they made the freaking Super Bowl this year. You should be able to turn your team around in a three or four year time, everyone if you haven't made the playoffs in 10 years, and there's a bunch of teams out there that haven't, I mean, that's awful. And I feel bad for thousands of fans in those cities. In the NFL, it should be not be the case. You should be able to get good. I mean, the Niners got good in one year. Uh, why can't Why can't certain teams get good over three or four years? Come on. That's that's the maximum that it should take. I, I think I think maximum sports could probably take over. I think we could take over any team, and we'll guarantee playoffs in three or four years. Whoever's listening, sign us up. Let's go. Maximum sports, let's take over a team. Let's go. Come on, give us the chance. <laughs> but that's probably not going to happen, at least 
not right now, maybe in the future. But we're going to try our best and we're going to put it to the test, uh, our knowledge versus um, the billionaires. And hopefully they, they don't get mad at us. So that's going to be our show for today. Um, we'll definitely discuss more of the Super Bowl, I think, in the shows ahead. Um, and it's the biggest game of the year. There's, there's still more stuff to break down, kind of. And it, it's a copycat league, they say. And unfortunately, I don't think you can copy the Chiefs. Um, because it, it is just Mahomes. And there's nothing else special they're doing other than having the best quarterback in the NFL. So it's a copycat league, but you can't copy that. I think your chance is to try to copy the Niners, actually, and do everything they did, but don't pay an average quarterback. And we'll get into all that, and um, I hope everyone enjoys your week. Please, uh, thank you so much for listening. Keep listening. This is still just the beginning. The NFL season is over, but we're going to have a lot more great things to talk about. So everyone keep tuning in. I appreciate you guys so much, and everyone enjoy your week. Thank you.